It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, December 30th, and today on the show, dive into Week 17, Dolphins, Patriots, how this thing's going to play out, and why we think it'll go the way it goes. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today is Friday, December 30th. It is the final show of the week for 2022. It is the final show of the week for week 17. Uh, and it is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Dolphins are showcasing themselves in Foxborough against the Patriots, riding a multi-game win streak against New England in the midst of a multi-game losing streak against everybody else. And something has to give. And if you listen to the show this week, you probably have uh, gotten a pretty good sense of where my appetite is for this team right now. Uh, the execution, the trend, the uh, troublesome inabilities to make adjustments in key phases and all of that can go out the window if the Dolphins go out and they beat the Patriots but something has to give between the Dolphins winning streak against New England and their losing streak versus everyone else I think the number one talking point that I wanted to make sure that we got into today on the show was 
uh, four four letter or four word phrase. Week seventeen playoff scenario. Because in the midst of all the, the trash the Dolphins have endured in the month of December, zero and four, eight and three to eight and seven, another concussion for Tua Tagovailoa. They find themselves in a position where they, for the third consecutive season, have a week 17 playoff scenario, which they can clinch the playoffs. One time is an occurrence. Two times is an unfortunate coincidence. Three times is a trend. And I want to know what this year's team, especially the nucleus of players that has been here since the rebuild, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Have you decided you're going to roll out of bed on Monday on Sunday morning and that you've had enough? You've had enough of the four-game losing streak. You've had enough of getting on the doorstep and being left out of the dance at the end of the year. I want to know how they feel. And I understand Tua Tungvalo is not, you know, not in play to play this game. Teddy Bridgewater is preparing as a starter and is probably going to play this game for the Dolphins at the quarterback position. So I understand that change is a key dynamic. But at the same time, like Christian Wilkins was here, Xavier Howard was here, Jalen Waddle was here. There's a lot of players that are significant, meaningful players. Jalen Phillips was here last year. Elena Roberts, Jerome Baker. You can go through the list. Mike Gusecki. The list goes on and on. The Dolphins have a lot of players who have gotten, who have done this whole dance. And you've gotten there in different ways, right? Because week 17 in 2020, you were 10 and 5. You started 1 and 3, you went 10 and 5, and you get there down there to the doorstep and you say, okay, you got to go up north to, the, to Buffalo and play the Bills. And if you win, and the Bills are probably going to sit their starters, you'll make the playoffs. And they gave up 56 points, and they lost by a ton. Then the following year, they start one and seven. They win seven consecutive games to get to eight and seven week 17. And it's pretty much, if you win out, you're, you're going to be in control of your own destiny. And they get shellacked by the Tennessee Titans. This year, start eight and three, lose four. You get here in different circumstances, but once again, you're eight and seven. And if you win at one o'clock and the Jets lose in Seattle, you will make the playoffs. I want to know. If this Dolphins team remembers those last two years and decides to hell with the adversity, to hell with the losing streak, to hell with whoever's playing quarterback, we've had enough. I know we as the fan base have, but we're not capable of changing anything, right? So, you know, we can sit here and either feel sorry for ourselves about it or we can put our nose back to the grindstone, which is what I'm doing here on the podcast. And we got more work to do. We got more, more work to do to talk through this and manifest changes that are going to put this team over the top down the road. But it probably ain't going to happen this year. But those guys in the locker room, they have the power to put their foot down and say enough is enough. We want to win a football game. And let the cards fall where they may. And I sincerely hope they do after what the last month has looked like. I sincerely hope that they remember what that felt like, what it felt like getting on the plane to go back home from Buffalo and what it felt to get back on the plane and fly home from Nashville. Because opportunity knocks in the midst of adversity, in the midst of 
uh, a lot that's been piled up against you. But this season for the Dolphins has been all about, you know, they, they've talked about adversity and you know, priming them for opportunities like this one. What they do with that is up to them, but I think it's going to speak a lot about the character of this team with how they choose to come out and play. Now, what that looks like, um, the Dolphins have some players that um, we're kind of playing the wait-and-see game with. Uh, we had Xavier Howard added uh, to the injury report on Thursday as a limited participant. I would expect he will be good to go. Here's, here's pretty much the key players you need to be aware of. Teron Armstead, toe, peck, knee, hip. Did not participate. He's playing. Okay. Uh, Alec Ingold, thumb. I would expect that Ingold will play because it's week 17 and you are playing for all the marbles. If you are physically capable of going, I would expect these guys to go. So I see River Craycraft and Eric Fisher, and I'm not really concerned about those guys because they haven't played the last couple of weeks. They're not really needle movers. Fisher hasn't been a contributor to the team at all. Obviously, Tungavello with the concussion. We're operating in the assumption that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback for the Dolphins against the Patriots. And then you have Bradley Chubb, ankle and hand. And I would certainly hope, and I don't know the specifics of Bradley Chubb's being banged up, but like Teron Armstead and Alec Ingold, I would certainly hope Teron Armstead, Bradley Chubb, and Alec Ingold suit up on Sunday. I don't want to speak to their, their personal injuries. I don't know the details of them. But I know there was no severe incidences to close the game for any of those guys that would say this player is going to not be a factor the rest of the way. One player that uh, presumably will not be a factor the rest of the way is Miles Gaskin. Uh, it appears that the Dolphins have placed him on injured reserve to clear space to activate Liam Eikenberg for this football game. So it sounds like you're going to get Liam Eikenberg back at left guard. So you have Tehran, Liam, Connor, Robert, Brandon Shell. Based on the personnel we have, I think this is your best combo of five players that you could play with right now. So that's a win because you're going to have to run the football in this contest with Teddy Bridgewater. We're going to talk a little bit about the the uh, contrasting strengths of Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Tua Tungvaloa here in just a second. But before we do, before we go any further on the show, did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. It means driving high could land you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, Parents could tell. Everyone could tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. The bottom line is if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So the Dolphins offensively in this contest, 
uh, we've been calling for, calling for, calling for, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. We want to see you run the football. And if if a, a backup quarterback is not enough for you to facilitate that, I don't know what will be. But I think about this contest for Miami, and I think about the way that they closed the year last year against New England in Week 18 at home. They punched the Patriots in the mouth. And the Patriots are a team that loves to play in sub. They like to get a bunch of safeties on the field. Now, it's worth mentioning for the Patriots, corner Jack Jones did not participate with a knee. Marcus Jones, concussion, did not participate. Jalen Mills, groin, did not participate. Adrian Phillips, illness, did not participate. It's a lot of DBs on, on the fringe who did not practice on Thursday. We'll find out after you know the, the injury reports dropped this afternoon, uh, the final determinations for the game. But um, the Dolphins have had the ability in years past to pound the ball. And they pound the ball last year with the offensive line that they had and Duke Johnson. So the way that Raheem decided he was going to run against Buffalo, the way that Jeff Wilson showcased when he first got to Miami, he's capable of running the ball the way he ran the ball against the Browns. Like that, that is what we need. This is not the, the game to try, in my mind, to roll up 250, 300 passing yards between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Now they're capable of that, and that's great. But you want to be more selective with your shots in this game because this is going to be a close-to-the-vest game. The Patriots do not have a dynamic, explosive offense. And if you try and play wide open, you're going to play into the Patriots' hand, and that's where they have the opportunity to feast and create turnovers, and that's where a game can snowball on you. In my mind, this is an ugly game. In the same way that um, I just saw the other day on the timeline, happy anniversary, the Dolphins beat the, the Patriots 16-13 to to win the AFC East. Like That's the kind of game I think you want to have to play here. Now, it's unfortunate because that's the kind of game that you know the Patriots are capable of playing. If you told me the Dolphins were going to score 30 points in this game, I'd say, yeah, then the Dolphins are going to win. But I don't think the Dolphins should aspire to score 30 points based on the script of the game that the Patriots want to play. And if you want to play with wide open throttle, you're playing into their hand. They, they do a very good job and they do a very good job in every game that Bill Belichick coaches to take away the thing that you do best. So you really explosive plays in the pass game. Okay. Come out inspired, punch these guys in the mouth run right at them, make their DBs tackle in the box. They want to play 10, they want to play four safeties on the field and go big dime, go for it. Run the freaking ball with these guys. Well, do I expect the Dolphins to do that? No, not, not particularly, I don't. That's the unfortunate reality of the way that the past month has gone. You find something and then they go away from it because it's not, it's not where Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are and it just becomes an automatic blanket answer for everything as well. We're just going to get those guys to the ball. Yeah, sure. I'd say for Teddy Bridgewater as well, um, it's a big game for Teddy Bridgewater. This is not just a big game for Teddy Bridgewater for the sense that the Dolphins are playing for their playoff lives and Teddy Bridgewater is presumably going to be the quarterback. But Teddy Bridgewater at this juncture of his NFL career, He's been a starter a few places. He's had reasonable production. But you signed a one-year, $6 million deal to come down here to Miami. The market 
for Teddy Bridgewater this season could very easily be defined by the way he plays to close the season. And I hope that's a source of inspiration and not a source of pressure for Teddy Bridgewater, but the bottom line is with a lot of quarterback movement expected again this offseason, you guys like Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and Baker Mayfield as players at the quarterback position, never mind Lamar Jackson or whatever's going to happen there, and Tom Brady or whatever's going to happen there, and Derek Carr and whatever's going to happen there. Like, there's a lot of names. And you as a backup quarterback, if you want a chance to start, or even if you want a chance to get a $6 million backup contract to get, this is the kind of game the reason is the reason why the Dolphins paid Teddy Bridgewater what they paid him come in and win one of these football games. We played the whole freaking musical chairs BS the first time around where you had Tua started the game and then Teddy finished the game and then Teddy started the game and he played a play and then Skylar Thompson had to play and then Skylar Thompson started a game and then he got knocked out so then Teddy had to come back. Just nonsense. Start and finish a game and win the freaking game. Think about what the Dolphins paid Jacoby Brissett last year. The only game he won as a starter was uh, if you want to give him the Baltimore game that Tua came in and bailed him out in the second half. And then the Houston Texans game, in which the Dolphins turned the ball over offensively like four times against the worst team in the league. It's the only game in two years that the Dolphins have started a backup quarterback and gotten a win. Paying these guys $6 million per, man. Somebody got to come out here again. Somebody's got to wake up on Sunday morning and say, enough is enough. Just go out and play to the best of your ability, but execute for 60 minutes. And it's going to take the whole team to do that to win the game. But there's a whole bunch of individual storylines here that I'm really interested in. And if you run the ball, I think you give Teddy Bridgewater the best chance to be the best version of himself that, that he can be. And if he has to facilitate, understand your passing game, your average depth of target being 12 yards downfield is not feasible against this team. You're going to have to take the quick game. You're going to have to take the underneath throws. You have to rely on your athletes on the perimeter win outside. You're going to have to run the ball so that you could take some play action and actually take some shots and go touchdown to check down and read it down. Get the backs involved in the passing game. whole bunch of stuff we haven't seen the Dolphins do with any level of consistency all season long. Those are the kinds of things you're going to have to do in this game to win it. And I can't sit here and tell anybody with a straight face that I'm guaranteeing that that happens. Case in point, Tyree Kill, 58, 158 targets this season through 15 games. Jalen Watt, 107 targets through 58 games. Trent Sherfield, 45 targets, is third on the team. Mike Isecki, 42 targets, is fourth on the team. Raheem Mostert, Across 14 games, 32 targets. Average of 10.7 receiving yards per game. Jeff Wilson, 10.2. Alec Ingold, 7. Chase Edmonds, when he was here, 12. You need more from the backs. And if you're not, if you don't want to get it to the backs, then you got to put the receivers in the backfield and let them create the plays underneath. That's how I would handle it. 
I would be very mindful because this Patriots team is capable of snowballing and compounding problems. If you give them turnovers and put them on short fields, they'll score the points and it'll cost you the game at the end. And the Dolphins have been bit game after game in, in these losses by the margins. They have lost games by the margins. Now they've won some games by the margins as well. The fourth down stop against the Bears, shutting the Lions out in the second quarter. The Ravens blowing a 21-point lead with 12 minutes left in the game. The Bills, Josh Allen throwing incomplete in the flat on fourth and goal. So you got four wins right there that were won in the margins. Do you think about this four-game losing streak? What happens if Kaseki doesn't pin the ball on the top of his helmet? What happens if Trent Sherfield goes down low and digs that ball out against the Bills in the red zone? What happens if when you lost to the Bengals, Chase Edmonds catches that ball in the end zone? This past week, you know, what happens if we don't have four turnovers and a missed field goal? What happens if Jason Sanders doesn't have a missed kick on the opening kickoff to set up a 93-yard uh, kickoff return to set the Packers up? What happens if the Dolphins don't decide to kick an onside kick for no reason against the Packers? The margins don't do anything stupid in this game. Don't do anything wildly ambitious in this game. Because that's what the Patriots will take, and they'll use it to their advantage, and they'll knock you out of the game with. BetOnline is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that is out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. They have it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those on Bet Online as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So as we close this thing down, um, I hope to talk to you on Monday and pretend like this week didn't happen. <laughs> but this week did happen. Uh, and, and my mentality covering this team for the rest of the season and for the indefinite future um, is going to be a little bit more calculated. Um, the... This stretch of play for the Dolphins is as bad as is as bout as cruel of a twist of fate as I've experienced in my adult livelihood, and that says a lot. Now I was born in '89, right? So uh, a lot of the playoff meltdowns at the end of the Shula era, 
uh, not really around for even the the Ricky Williams retirement. I was like 14 when that happened at first. So, you know, happy anniversary, by the way, December 30th uh, to the 14 year anniversary of the Dolphins last winning the AFC East. That in itself is a very sobering uh, anniversary, 14 years. And it took Tom Brady uh, missing the season with a knee injury for that to happen. And the Dolphins finished 11 and five. But to go eight and three and to wake up this morning, eight and seven and talking about this game against a couple of teams. I mean, the Dolphins still have two games left to play and they are against teams that are effectively as cold as the Dolphins are. If we're being honest, I mean, the, the, the Dolphins are one and four in their last five. The Patriots are one and four in their last five games. And then the New York Jets themselves are one and four in their last five games. Think about that. That's, that's, that's the seven seed in the playoffs right there. And you could say, oh, well, Pittsburgh might make a run. It's going to be one of these three teams, guys. It's going to be one of these three. You could say, why not us? I hope it is us. But as far as the, the energy, that's up to the players on the team to reignite. And we'll see how they respond. But as I said earlier on the show, I think it will speak quite a bit to the character of this football team to see how they respond in a rivalry matchup against a team that they've had a lot of success with. But you got to go to their place and you wake up on Sunday morning in the same shoes that you've been in the last two years. It's week 17. It's the end of the calendar year. Are you up for the task or are you not? Are you going to win a football game? Or are you going to lose 34 to 3 and have 256 yards of offense? Are you going to win a game? Or are you going to lose 56 to 26 and turn the ball over four times? We'll find out. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins, your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Fins up. And uh, let's see what Sunday brings. New year. New Dolphins? We'll find out. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.